Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. All right, let's try that again. Welcome into our Friday additional edition of the program. Little tech problems, uh, always a great way to start our Friday program, right? But uh, thanks for hanging in there with us. We are live with a, a big program ahead here on this Friday edition of the show. It's a huge weekend of basketball. Final night of high school boys basketball is tonight. Girls state championship games with two teams from Harrison County on Saturday. Indiana and Purdue, the rematch on Saturday night, and we are just days away from March Madness in all forms, high school, college, and much more. So glad you're with us today. A busy show. Let's get to the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, Jim Shannon, Hall of Fame coach from New Albany. Tonight, he will coach his final game at the doghouse in New Albany. I can't even believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Coach Shannon is going to join us here in just a few minutes to talk about some of the great memories over the years of the New Albany doghouse, some of the great teams and players that he's had, and uh, obviously he is in his final game of the regular season tonight, and he and his Bulldogs will take on Floyd Central Tuesday night in the Seymour sectional. Later in the program, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us. We'll talk uh, IU hoops. We'll get ready for the Purdue matchup on Saturday night. And later in the show, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. He joins us for a conversation on high school basketball and recruiting. we got the girls' state finals. There's some recruiting stuff to get to today. A lot of really good players in our state this year. Kyle will discuss all of that more with us coming up a little bit later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Right now at Thornton's, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And maybe you've got a message for Coach Shannon, a a farewell message to him, uh, or something about local sports or IU basketball, you can send them in to me at 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's go to Coach Shannon now. Coach, thank you so much for being with us on this busy day. 
and definitely a different feeling, I know. Tonight, your final game at the New Albany Doghouse, which is one of the great places in our state for high school basketball with outstanding fans. And I think about all the games I've watched there as a kid, as an adult, uh, even on your coaching staff for a few years. Uh, amazing all the things accomplished there and the great environment that almost night in and night out the doghouse has been during your 25 years. What, what's the feeling, the different feeling, heading into tonight's final home game? Well, I'm sure there's going to be uh, all kinds of emotions, you know, Matt, during the day and into the night. Uh, no question about that. But my primary job really t- today is to keep an even keel. Uh, I need to, you know, coach the kids that I currently have the best way that I know how, uh, along with my staff, and uh, try to get them ready for Bloomington North and, you know, try to get a W and get us going in the right direction. We have not been playing very well, and we have not been winning very many games. And so even though I'm very proud of the players that I've had in the past, the assistant coaches that I've had, I've been blessed. (laughs) I mean, I'm blessed beyond all comprehension. Uh, But, you know, that's kind of been in the past here, and I'm trying to really concentrate on, you know, getting these kids ready not only for tonight but for the tournament and uh, sending them off, you know, so that next year, and years after, they can, you know, they can be successful and the program can continue to go in the, right direction i certainly don't want us to uh end the season uh where we're not playing our best basketball and that has really been my my primary concern but uh no question about it i've uh, uh, a lot of people have reached out to me and i've reached out to them and there's some of that going on there'll be a lot of people there tonight that don't normally attend uh they'll be coming from really all over the place i've got somebody former player flying in for florida I've got a former player flying in from arizona and, uh, you know, a lot of other people coming in, former mentors, former administrators that I worked for. And so, yeah, it's an emotional day and it's going to be an emotional night. But uh, I do have to really try to keep myself focused and uh, in the moment, so to speak, for the kids that I currently have. Because, um, you know, quite frankly, it would be selfish of me to uh, think of all the things that I've done. And I'm really just concerned about what we can get done tonight and the rest of the season. Coach Shannon, when I think of memories at New Albany High School, the fans, and I know you are always quick to mention the fan base there for the Bulldogs, uh, some great environments over the years. And the Romeo years also kind of was almost like a blast from the past going back to what crowds were almost on a nightly basis some years ago. But as you think back to 25 years at New Albany, from the time you took over until tonight, your final game in that gymnasium as the head coach, can you talk about how important the fans have been and how special the environment has been? And as you do that, I hope listeners remember, you're from Anderson, Indiana. You played at the Wigwam in some of the great days of high school hoops in our state. So you've seen really good fan bases, really good gyms, and how they can help contribute to a successful program. Yes, uh, I was I was brought up uh, with the red and green uh, from my small child five years old and up I can remember going to games and how wonderful that was and what an experience and uh, I'll tell you what there were probably six to eight thousand people at just about every game because the wigwam held that many it held you know eight thousand or so so uh, it was an extraordinary experience never in my wildest dreams that I think that I would grow up to be a, a basketball coach who would uh, 
you know, get to get to coach this long and end up at a place like New Albany High School where they're crazy about basketball too. And uh, the red and black, they'll fill the stands up. Now the gym's not nearly as big as it was back when I was a kid, but it's still 4,000. And, and when we're really good, we fill that place up. Uh, when we struggle, it's just not nearly as uh, crowded, but that's understandable. I mean, it really is. But we do have... Those fans that I don't care if our record is poor, middle of the road, or really, really good, they always come. And I appreciate them so much. Um, I, I can't name them all, uh, but I can see them all. I, mean, I really can. And uh, when I see them, I'll thank them. And uh, I'm sure I'll continue to thank them, not only when I see them now, but in the months to come, uh, so that I can thank them individually for giving us all the support that they have uh, through thick and thin, and it really means a lot. When I when, when people say things to you like, man, your, your fan base is crazy, that's a compliment. It's a real compliment because they don't mean crazy like, you know, in a bad way. They just mean, ra- you know, rabid fans just into it. No basketball. Understand basketball. Understand what it's like to have great teams and great tradition. You know, long before I came, <laughs> New Albany was on the map. I didn't put it there. Uh, I just came in and got to go on the ride, magic carpet ride, for like 25 years, and that's that's I'm proud of that. But I, I certainly didn't in, invent New Albany basketball. That had been invented a long time ago, and I'm just you know I'm just temporarily in charge of it. Now somebody else is going to be in charge of it, and we're going to have a great ride too. So I'm just happy to have been able to do that. I'm, I love it that people think that our fans are you know really really crazy about basketball because they are. And when we go on the road, we take a lot of people with us. And when we go on tournament runs and we have really good teams, we, we always, always take more people than anybody else. So <laughs> it's been wonderful. Talking with Jim Shannon, 25-year New Albany head coach. He is in his final season coaching the Bulldogs. This is probably a tough question because I know there have been so many, but is there a certain moment or game or maybe it's a certain rival school or a certain portion of years that stand out to you when you think of all the great games that you've played in, that you've won at New Albany High School in that home environment? Well, probably when I have time to really sit down and go back over. uh, You know, if you'd have been at a place seven or eight years, maybe even ten, you could probably do that. But when you go a quarter of a century, it's just a long time. Um, Some of the kids that I've heard from, you know, are coming back tonight and, and uh, have brought up memories of past performances and what kind of kids they were, and, you know, things of that nature. So that's very humbling when you realize you've been around that long. And I'm starting to see players' kids come through now. That's wonderful. And uh, so I, I can't really pinpoint, of course, when you win, that's, that's going to stand out in your mind. But I'll give you a couple that I that I think of quite often. Uh, I think of the uh, the team, of course, uh, Braden Hobbs and Matthew Lynch, and Donnie Hale, William Young, William Barber, Spencer Shannon. I think back to that group, and they went undefeated all year until the semi-state got beat by Brownsburg and uh, Gordon Haywood. I think about that often. And then uh, I think about the next year when we thought we'd be okay. You know, we'd be pretty good. Man, we're losing a lot of good kids. And those kids 
kids like Brett Martin stepped up, and what a tremendous, tremendous player he became between his junior and senior year. And maybe he was that good, and we just didn't know it because he had so many good players in front of him. You know, that's when you're good. You, you sometimes you even have juniors that can't kind of get in there and get some playing time because the guys ahead of them are so good. And you're not really having to go to freshmen and sophomores, but when you're rebuilding, you have to do that. But then I go to that season, and those kids go undefeated regular season and, and get beaten the regional by Bloomington North. And, and thinking back on that, uh, when Braden and Spencer and Matthew and those kids played, uh, I'll never forget, uh, coming back on the bus, we were all devastated. We hadn't lost a game all year. And we were six of uh, we were six of nineteen from the free throw line in that semi state game and missed some one on ones and, and what have you. So we had nobody to blame but ourselves. But as we were coming back, I, the kids were just so down and crying, and who wasn't? But uh, I remember getting up on the bus and standing up and looking back and telling them, "Look, let's, let's just have a good time going home, best we can. Laugh, whatever, tell stories, talk about me. I don't care. But let's let's put a smile on your face and." I don't want your last time together to be a memory of such sadness because it really shouldn't be that. And you're only going to have one winner at the end of the year, and the other team should not feel like failures. And so that's what we did. And I remember that, even though it was a, a, it was a very, very tough time, I remember you know that we turned that into a positive as best we could. And I didn't want those kids to have to carry that burden with them. So we did that. We had another great year the next year, and, and uh, that was a great ride. And then, of course, you know, you can't – a lot of sectional championships, a lot of HHC championships, a lot of, you know, memorable kids getting their 1,000 points, uh, five Indiana All-Stars, one All-American. Got a guy in the NBA. Got a guy in Major League Baseball. Uh, got a guy playing on Sundays in football. A couple in Division One basketball, some just playing basketball, not Division One, but certainly playing at a higher level. A couple kids playing overseas still. So <laughs> there's just been so many that it's very difficult to pinpoint or sit down and remember one, two, or three. And of course, the state championship. I mean, what a what a wonderful ride that was, and not just in '16 when we won it all, but '17 and '18 when we had a chance to win it all again. And those will stick with you, too, as a coach. I mean, you, you want to remember the positive, but the, the ones you think you let slip away will always stay with you, too. Jim Shannon of New Albany, final game at the Doghouse tonight. Coach, a couple other quick questions before we let you go. Tell us about this Bloomington North team you're going to face tonight. I know so much of the focus, even though you would prefer it not be, is on you. It's also senior night tonight. It's also the 1973 reunion so there's a lot of happenings around this game tonight but let's not forget it's a solid Bloomington North team with a 14 and 5 record coming down to play you tonight Matt they're very talented they have been the last few years um, very good basketball team tough matchup for us um, you know they've got a big kid a division one athlete that we just have a tough match on uh, we don't have anybody his size uh, so we're going to have to not only put somebody on him, but we're going to have to have help. And the difficult thing about him is that he's got teammates around him that can score. And so when you're trying to uh, do an autopsy on a film where you're trying to you know, get in there and find out what can we do to beat this team, what, you know, what do we have to do to be successful, it's very difficult when you have prolific scorers other than the main guy. And so, you know, 
we've run into that a lot this year where, you know, teams have kids that have a particular standout, but yet that star also has kids around him that are pretty darn good too. In other words, there's not a player or two you can say, hey, we don't have to guard them. That makes it nice when you can lay off somebody who's not going to score or can't shoot and uh, help, but that's not going to be the case tonight. So we got our work cut out for us for them. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll be focused on that, do the best that we can, and then we've got to get ready for Tuesday against Floyd Central in the sectional. And that's where my focus has been mostly anyway all week. Jim Shannon, my guest, final home game at the doghouse tonight. Coach, I expect a fantastic crowd for this game with it being your final game at the doghouse and then some other happenings there as well. A couple people have texted in, will tickets be available at the door? I'm assuming that there are still plenty available for sale, although I do recommend people get there earlier than maybe normal to get a decent seat. Yeah, I I think there'll be plenty of tickets available at the door. Um, You know, yeah, I do have a lot of people coming uh, from out of town, but you know, I'm I'm not going to put 2,000 people in the seats, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm not nearly that important. Um, but there will be a couple hundred more there than, than what usually are there. And, uh, you know, it would be nice to see them. It's going to be difficult to have the time to really get to talk to them and see them. But, uh, you know, afterwards, after the game is over, why uh, we are going to go to uh, Barano's on uh, Charlestown Road in New Albany and uh, have a little social gathering there if anybody's interested in stopping in and just saying, hey, uh, a lot of my former players and former mentors and former assistants and stuff are going to try to gather there after the game. So so that'll be fun. But, no, I, I believe there'll be plenty of tickets, and uh, anybody that, you know, former player or anybody that I've not talked to, because it's, it's impossible to talk to everybody, but uh, anybody that wants to come, we'd love to have them. All right, Jim Shannon of New Albany. Coach, I can remember it was the eighth grade when you came to the doghouse. I can remember that very first game you coached, and New Albany wasn't very good that season, to say the least, but that was the start of building a foundation for some great years and great memories to come. I want to thank you for the chance to be involved uh, with you in the program for so many years. We had lots of fun, and I got a chance not only to talk to you on the radio through some of these great years, but behind the scenes be a part of what you did. I know how hard you've worked to fill the program with success, and I just want to thank you for everything you did for the area, for New Albany, and even for me as well. Well, Matt, I certainly appreciate that. Uh, it, it would take me too long to thank everybody that I need to thank, but I certainly um, remember Steve Sipes and Don Unruh bringing me in, and I'll you know I'll always be indebted to them and uh, what they were, uh, what they allowed me to do to come into New Albany High School. Uh, it's been a wonderful ride, and I you know certainly always want to thank those two. Uh, but I also want to thank all my former assistants. Uh, I'm especially pulling for Matthew Lynch as uh, he prepares for the sectional. Uh, I hope that Charlestown is able to to win it all. He's done a great job over there and is just a fine young coach, and uh, I'm very proud of what he's been able to do. So I continue to pull for him while I'm pulling for my own Bulldogs, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to get through this day and get to this night and enjoy it. Uh, see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. I don't even recognize some of them. I mean, I'm going to have people there tonight 
calling me coach and they're going to be like 57 years old. So, <laughs> And I haven't seen them for a while. I'm going to remember what they look like when they were 14. So this is going to be weird, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And then I'm, and when that's all over with tonight, I'm looking forward to getting ready for the sectional more than anything. But thank you, man. Jim, Jim Shannon of New Albany. Coach, congratulations on an outstanding career. We'll see you tonight for one finale at the Doghouse. Thank you. Okay, Matt. Thank you very much. And keep your show going. It's a great one. Thank you very much. Jim Shannon with us to start our Friday program. Just looking down the resume of success at Jim Shannon over the years, really uh, what he has built at New Albany, uh, an unbelievable deal. And as he said, New Albany, a great program before he took over. I mean, think about Coach Don Unruh, Coach Jim Miller, all the great players and the runs to Indianapolis and uh, the state runner-up. And then, of course, so much would happen under Jim Shannon as well. But I go back to things, an overall record as a head coach in our state, 605 wins, 278 losses. That's a 69% winning percentage. And it gets even better at New Albany. 440 victories as the head coach of New Albany, 139 losses. That's a 76% winning percentage at New Albany High School. 15 sectional championships, two regional championships, one semi-state championship, and, of course, one state championship as well. And that's really just beginning to start the list of all the accomplishments in 25 years. I know this has come up some, but I asked this today. Will we ever see... Anybody, and I mean not just locally, but 25-year coaches. They're far and few right now as it is the way our world and society is, not just with sports but with everything. But coaching so often, people get in and they just, even with success, they just don't stay at a singular place that long. And so uh, not only all the success he's had, I think, is worth the recognitions that he's got coming his way, but he really has withstood the test of time. 25 years at a basketball-centric community like New Albany is really just an accomplishment in itself. Take the wins and the player accomplishments and so so many other things. Take that out. Uh, really just unbelievable. That's going to wrap things up this opening segment. Great to start the day with Coach Shannon. We'll have the broadcast of the New Albany Bloomington North game tonight. 7-15 is when our pregame coverage begins, and we look forward to that tonight to be there for what should be a good game. Bloomington North will be a, a tough opponent. New Albany, as Coach Shannon said, needs to make some improvements here in advance of the tournament, and uh, we'll have uh, lots more from the doghouse coming up tonight. Stay with us. We'll head to a commercial break. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison.
And we're back on this Friday program. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, with me. We're going to talk the latest with IU basketball coming up here in just a moment. I do want to go to the Thornton's text line. Texter says, thanks, Coach Shannon, for many great years. Thank you, Texter, for the text. Also, will the game and festivities be streamed anywhere? Uh, We'll have the broadcast here on the Big X. We'll do the best we can to keep you posted, not just on the game itself and the score and, of course, the play-by-play, but we'll try to keep you posted with everything else going on. Uh, A lot happening at New Albany tonight. Not only is it Coach Shannon's last home game, but also senior night for a couple seniors on the bulk team and 1973 reunion. That's going to be kind of neat to see a lot of those guys uh, back at the doghouse tonight as well. So that will be going on, and we'll do our best to uh, keep you posted with everything at the doghouse tonight if you can't make it out. Dylan Wallace, a sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, with me right now. And I just got a text from a new texter on the Thornton's text line. I'm going to read this to kind of frame exactly what I was thinking as well. Texter says, Purdue losing three out of the last five, and IU recently losing two or three games has made tomorrow's game sort of less attractive from two weeks ago. I was getting ready to start with that. It's Indiana-Purdue. It's still very meaningful. Uh, Mackey Arena is going to be jammed, and Purdue really wants this when you know that. But because of the team's slippage, especially Purdue at number one in the country, I don't know that this game has the feel, the flair that it did a few weeks ago. Yeah, especially after Indiana won that game, you know, you, you kind of set up, hey, you know, if a certain run here happens, you know, the game down in West La- up in West Lafayette could be potentially, you know, make things a little bit more closer in the Big Ten race. And for a while, it looked like we were, we were trying that direction. Um, the loss to Northwestern, kind of hurt Indiana's chances at it, but then pretty well to Maryland, so you were kind of still in it. Um, but then obviously losing at Michigan State didn't help your cause. So it kind of got rid of that aspect of it where, you know, if Indiana were to go in and win and, and get, you know, only like a game back at Purdue, things get pretty interesting down the stretch. But, yeah, from that point, it's kind of gone. And obviously, you know, Purdue's not number one anymore, but, um, you know, Indiana's ranked a little higher than they were last time the two teams first met. So I, I do think, you know, that's to a point, but I mean, it's still going to be, you know, they're going to want to get revenge on Indiana. It's going to be a pretty tough environment for the Hoosiers to go in and win, but, um, you know, Indiana also, you know, is probably, in de- you know, this would be a really nice win for them to get on the resume, and, you know, it's, it's not going to hurt them at all, but it also help them kind of maintain the four line, uh, maybe, you know, if you win the last two after this, sneak your way up into a three, depending on what the other teams are doing. So, I think it's still a pretty big game for everybody involved, but, uh, yeah, definitely not maybe as much hype as there was when they came to Bloomington, but I think, you know, once once uh, it's about to be tipped off, it's going to feel like a pretty big deal between these two teams like it always does. So, uh, But, yeah, I think it still needs a lot for both of them to, to kind of hang around and keep their standing in terms of the seeding. Because, you know, if Purdue keeps losing a little bit, they might, you know, there's a chance they could fall off the one line. If Kansas, you know, Baylor's kind of hanging around, other teams are kind of knocking on the door, so... Um, you know, I think it means a lot in terms of maybe not so much the Big Ten standings, but definitely for you know making seating for, for both teams. Talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, you know, something else, the Big Ten Conference is just wild. I heard Andy Katz last night on the Big Ten Network, the post-game television show, talking about uh, just how tough this conference is on the road, and I feel like we reference that basically every day, but Illinois down 18 points, I think it was. Now, it was at home, 
at halftime and came back and won in the final seconds over Northwestern. So, I mean, no big surprise there. Northwestern and Illinois both very good teams in the conference, but Illinois down 18, comes back for the victory. To me, that just underscores how crazy this ride has been this season and what the next week or so should look like to finish up conference regular season play. Yeah, what the seedings are today are probably not what they're going to look like in you know the next two weeks before the Big Ten tournament starts because everyone's just so close to each other in the standing. You know, you got Indiana and Maryland and Illinois, and Northwestern are all got the same record. It feels like, and then you only got then and in Michigan too, and then you have like you know the Iowas and you have Rutgers, and they're just only a game back. So there's a lot of things that can happen here in terms of the movement of the standing. There's going to be a bunch of weird tiebreakers, I'm sure, that determine who finishes where. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just been crazy this whole year. Uh, you know, as much as, you know, we kind of zero in on Indiana and how much they struggle on the road, I mean, they're not the only one. Uh, it's not even just in the Big Ten. It's around the country. A lot of teams have been struggling on the road this year across the conferences. But Big Ten specifically, you know, it's just a lot of these teams have really good home environments, and a lot of their, you know, a lot of their players and, and teams just play better when they're at home, and we've seen that. You know, mostly with Indiana, just because we pay attention so much to them, and, and how their role players are just so much better in terms of you know what they do at home as opposed to on the road. So it's, that's why it's been difficult for a lot of teams to, to kind of get the job done, and uh, that's why there's so many teams so close to the standings. Because you know, when you hold serve at home and you lose on the road, you know, you, you split ten and ten, and that's why everyone's kind of hanging around that 500 mark uh, a little bit. You know, Indiana, if they drop a couple, could finish close to it. A couple teams here and there, so. Um, it's going to be really tight down the stretch here, and um, you know, if, for Indiana's sake, you know, if, even if you lose this game to Purdue, uh, it's really important for them to win the next two home games, Michigan and Iowa. Well, I've tried to bring reverse order it's Iowa than Michigan. Um, you know, to get those two wins going into the Big Ten tournament and in March uh, is going to be pivotal, especially if you lose this one uh, tomorrow in Mackey. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of teams are struggling away from home, and um, you know, I, it, the standings are going to look pretty. It's going to come down to a lot of weird tiebreakers and a lot of weird things. And, uh, you know, I think every team's trying to get as many wins as they can. And that was a big win for the win. to come back and win. Michigan went, on, went to the, you know, Rutgers and won. Um, so there's been a lot of key results happening lately around the conference. And it just kind of speaks to it might not be maybe the top-end talent in terms of kind of nationally that we usually see out of the Big Ten. But within its conference, they're just everyone's just beating up on each other. And uh, everyone's really good. No one's, no one's horrible, you know, aside from – you know, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio State have been pretty tough. Even Nebraska's been kind of feisty, though. So, yeah, everyone's really good, and everyone's taking out on each other, and uh, I think it's reflective of the standings right now. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, with us, talking IU-Purdue on Saturday night, 7.30 tip-off uh, in that rivalry game, the second edition of the season. Uh, of course, uh, you never know, could meet again in the Big Ten tournament. Who knows? Um, Dylan, for this matchup, it's obvious to say TJD versus Zach Eady is something that could be fun to watch and see if these two can duel against each other and who could win this second battle. Two first-class young men, two great players at their respective schools. Uh, Eady, I think, is mentioned often for National Player of the Year. Trace Jackson Davis should be or maybe is right on his heels for both that honor and Big Ten Player of the Year, but hard to imagine two players in the country in college basketball right now that mean more to their teams than what Edie and TJD do. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's so fun. You know, it's not only you know these are two of the best players in the country, and 
Um, they're also, you know, in the same state, uh, play, rivals to each other. They play each other twice a year. Um, it's, it's rare you see that those kind of, you know, big stars matched up so frequently in a college basketball season. And it's really cool that, you know, fans get to see those two go at it and, you know, they're going to play the same position. So more often than not, they're going to be on each other and they're at least around each other a whole lot during games. Um, you know, he definitely had his way in Bloomington, but I think that was kind of part of the plan was, you know, let him get his 30 and, and make sure the other guys don't get off three, make sure the other guys, you know, don't, don't do anything to hurt you either. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a similar strategy in the rest of the United Mackey because, like we were saying, you know, role players play better at home. And the Braden Smiths, the Fletcher Lawyers, the Mason Gillises, you know, they're going to be more comfortable um, being in trying to make plays uh, tomorrow night. And if any can make sure, kind of try to keep those guys at bay and, you know, let you do his damage and then see what you guys can do on the other end. Um, and that might be the, the strategy again. And, and obviously, you know, Trace had, had a really good game um, against Purdue the first time around. And, you know, Purdue likes to kind of bring those double teams really fast. And, and uh, Trace is usually pretty good at dealing with it. So, you know, guys got to be ready to knock down shots as well. Um, you know, tomorrow night for Indiana on the road, which is kind of been a struggle for some of the perimeter players. So it's a lot of, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and obviously, you know, I think, you know, Trace, He's able to go into Mackey and have a really good game and, and beat Edie again head-to-head. Um, you know, it might be tough to take the, the, the national player and Big Ten player of the year away from him, but, you know, that would really help take the case. And, you know, I think just what he's meant to the end of this year and the numbers he's been putting up and it, it you know, translating into wins, too, has, has really kind of helped his case. And, you know, you never know. If he, if he beats Edie head-to-head twice and one of them is in, you know, Edie's home in, in Mackey Arena, uh, That'd be pretty impressive, and maybe people start to think about the race a little differently. I do think Purdue's success and probably getting the one seed in the tournament uh, will probably be, be hard to overcome for Trace in general, but you never know what can happen. And it, it should be a fun battle again between them. And like I said, like we talked about the first time, uh, you know, the keys could be coming down to the perimeter guys. You know, they need to keep those guards at bay, and they can get some more contributions on the road from their guards themselves. Uh, it could be a key to success. They played really well in Matthew last year. Um, and almost came away with the win. That game was really close. So it's definitely not an impossible place to go win. You know, Rutgers did it once this year. Um, it'd be a really good win for the end. And after that kind of a tough game in Michigan State, you know, this could be a nice bounce back game. It could be tough, but um, I'm excited to see how they come out. They've, they've, they've got a little bit of time off. And people are talking about how they're tired and whatnot. But they, they got a good rest here before Saturday. And um, I'm excited. I hope they come out ready to play, and I hope it's a good game. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, we're up against the commercial break, but I've got to bring up the Seymour sectional. We've got more high school talk coming up in the next segment with uh, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, but uh, going to be a lot of fun next week in Seymour. Your quick thoughts. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, you got, you know, James County and Bedford, they're on one side, um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a good matchup there in New Albany and Boyd Central is going to be another tough one. I, th- I think the training looks pretty even, and, and I think it's going to be a lot of good games early. I think every game, every day, Tuesday, Friday, and um, we'll see who the matchup is on Saturday. But I do think there's, there's a chance to be a lot of really good matchups on uh, this sectional. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, I think we talked about James, obviously the favorite, but um, it, it's a competitive uh, sectional, and I'm excited to see, how, you know, what team, if anyone can kind of come out and surprise people or what we're going to have. So it should be a lot of fun games. I think the matchups uh, look pretty good. and. We should get some fun ones. Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. Dylan, thanks for coming on. We'll see you next week in Seymour and catch up then. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you.
All right, we'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, final segment of the show, it's Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Don't forget high school basketball tonight on the Big X. Bloomington North at New Albany. Senior night, 1973 state championship night, and Jim Shannon's final home game at the Doghouse. Our coverage begins from New Albany at 7.15. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back. Final segment of the show. A quick chat with Kyle Nedrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, we're approaching the, I think, best week of the year in high school basketball. Sectional action across the state. As we stand, everybody's still alive. Everybody has dreams, has hopes of next Saturday night winning a sectional championship and moving on to the regional round. This is a great time to be a Hoosier. Yeah, it sure is. I was just kind of you know going working on some sectional preview stuff now, and uh, you know it's uh, it's always fun. It's probably the most <laughs> fun week of the season. You know, for if you're into high school basketball, where you know games are are Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You have four out of five nights you're out of out of games, or at least I am. So uh, you just the hardest part's trying to you know try to pick out where you're going. <laughs> That's actually kind of what I'm doing now. So. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great games early in the week, and and that, that Friday semifinal night is always a you know fantastic night with lots of games, and then of course Saturday too, the, the, when the champions are crowned. Kyle, best sectionals, and maybe not just this year, but best sectionals year in and year out in the state. And I know this is a quick ask here, but would any Southern Indiana sites make your list for whatever reason? Well, the, yeah, sectional 63 at uh, Ligoti, you know, is always, always fantastic. I had a chance to go see Orleans and Ligoti earlier this year and uh, four overtime game. And, and that, the winner of that come out of that sectional probably will have a chance to, to make a pretty deep run, uh, although you have Bloomfield down there also in, in 1A. So, you know, that one's always good. Bar-Reeve is probably not quite what they've been, uh, although I think they're still kind of a sleeper team in that sectional, but... I think you'll probably end up seeing Ligoti play Orleans, and, and that game could really go either way. I would, you know, Ligoti playing the home court might, might you know, make the difference uh, because the game I was at was actually at Orleans' home uh, building. So Orleans very good. Ligoti uh, with, um, you know, Peyton Bledsoe, very good team as well. So, you know, that's always one. I would say also this year in particular, or really every year, um, the uh, sectional down that is this year at the Seymour, uh, you know, Jennings County and Jeffersonville and, and uh, Bedford North Lawrence has been playing really well. Um, you know, Jim Shannon's last year at New Albany, they have a really good draw. You know, so, you know, that's always a good one. Floyd Central and Seymour in there, of course, too. But, I would, you know, this is kind of an interesting year, I think, for Jennings County to see if they can break through and win it. Uh, for, would be the first time in quite a while. Uh, and then, uh, but Jeffersonville just beat them recently. And then Bedford, like I said, they have been, you know, hot as can be lately. So, that to me is one of the more intriguing ones in 4A, just to 
you know, see who comes out of there. And then, you know, to, uh, you know, with the potential of a team that hasn't won one in a long time, possibly winning. But those are a couple of them. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, obviously, depending on the year. But those are those are two from Southern Indiana that stick out to me. Kyle Neddenrip, the Indianapolis Star, our guest talking about postseason basketball underway. And, of course, we can't leave out the girls. Their championship games are tomorrow in Indianapolis. And, Kyle, how unbelievable is it? Two schools from the same county. I'm sure it's happened before, but pretty unique for our area to see Lanesville in 1A and Corden in 3A have a chance to play for state championships. Yeah, that is really cool. And, and uh, you know, pretty uh... – you know, pretty unusual, I would say, and you also have Fairfield and you know Bethany Christian uh, from from that little area up north too, as well. So, you know, two 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 uh, situations that are kind of roughly the same. I had a chance to see Bedford North Lawrence's girls last week, and uh, Coley Spring from uh, B and L, just a fantastic player, kind of led you know led the way for Lawrence North. Or, I'm sorry, uh, B and L to beat Lawrence North and uh, at Southport. So. You know, talking about Southern Indiana players, there's another one uh, on the girls' side, you know, very excellent player, only a junior, and, and I'm sure she's going to do uh, really good things next year as well for that uh, program. But, you know, they're probably up against it against Fishers. I would, Fishers probably the favorite to win state, but uh, that B&L team, I was really impressed with them last week. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star, with us here on this Friday edition of the program. I know you've gotten the opportunity over the years to know Jim Shannon. You were a regular at the doghouse in the Romeo Langford years. Uh, hard to believe this is it for him and his final home game uh, at New Albany tonight. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, as I was looking at the schedule, I was like, man, I'd love to be down there uh, tonight and, and, you know, at least send him a. You know, talk to him after the game or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, he's done a great job there. Obviously, for a long time, twenty you know some years at, at one school is not uh, you know you don't see that much uh, anymore. And I know you know he had a chance to uh, you know to, to do a lot of great things uh, with that program, including that state championship season that they had there. And uh, you know, what was that sixteen? And uh, you know a lot of fun. You know, over those three years covering a lot of their games and. You know, it's it's uh, you know, like I said, it's it's pretty unusual. He's a really good guy. People who know him, I think, really respect him. And and uh, you know, it'll be weird that he's not there you know, next year. So, uh, but uh, you know, great program, obviously, as you know well, Matt, and great great fans there. And and uh, you know, won't quite be the same uh, with uh, Coach Shannon not uh, being in charge of that program. But wish him the best, and and uh, have to at least send him a text and and. Uh, you know, congratulate them on a great run there. And like I said, they have a chance next week, I think. You know, it's not over yet. You know, they've got a chance in that sectional, even though, you know, they've struggled uh, some here this season. But, you know, pretty good draw to be on the other side of those three teams I mentioned, uh, B&L, Jeff, and, and uh, Jennings County. So, you know, a chance to maybe get into Saturday's uh, championship and roll the dice and, and uh, see what happens there. Absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, enjoy sectional week. We will chat next Friday in the middle of all of the festivities and sure appreciate having you on uh, all the time, but especially as we approach March Madness. You bet. Happy to do it. Thanks, Matt. 
All right, Kyle with us on Fridays. And that's going to wrap things up for this Friday show. Don't forget tonight, New Albany hosting Bloomington North. That's our high school game on Friday night. 7-15 is when our pregame coverage will begin. So stay with us for that. Also, Indiana and Purdue coming up on Saturday night. Pregame, I believe, at 6.30. Tip-off is at 7.30. You can hear Don Fisher and the IU Network crew, of course, for all of the I- – IU games here on the Big X. That's going to do it for this week. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday as we enter a very special week here in the state with sectional basketball forthcoming. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>